Welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. Come join us as we explore how leading marketers are using agile management approaches to keep up with an increasingly social and real-time world. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. I'm Frank Days. We created this podcast as an ongoing conversation about how agile marketing is changing the face of marketing today. Before we introduce our guest, I'd like to say hello to my co-host in podcast, on this podcast, John Cass, head of digital marketing for Pace Communications. How are things in North Carolina today, John? Well, Frank, uh, about as cold as they are in Boston. Uh, it's about 48 degrees. I thought you left Boston so you could find some warm weather. Oh, yeah. Well, um, during the summer, we definitely get warm weather, and I'm, I'm expecting not to get very much snow this year, but, um, but there's definitely been more warm weather during the summer. Oh, that's great. Well, that is great. Well, I'm, to be honest, I'm really excited about our guest today, David Meerman Scott. Um, most people know him for his, his work as a marketing author and speaker, most recently for his book, Real-Time Marketing and PR, as well as sitting right here on my desk is his book, The New Rules of Marketing and PR. Um, I, I've been excited. I was introduced to him by a couple of years ago uh, through his ebooks, particularly the book that I really enjoyed, his Worldwide Rave ebook. Um, David, I have to admit something that I really admire your work for its clarity, and I was really excited about getting you on the podcast today. So welcome. Um, thanks. Thanks. I, uh, thanks, Frank. I appreciate that. Yeah, clarity. Um, you know, it's important. Um, <laughs> there's so much freaking gobbledygook out there. People talking about flexible, scalable solutions for improving business process and that kind of thing. So I, I appreciate that you recognize that in my in my work. There's a certain elegance to which I always admire, and 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 you know, it's sometimes you know when I read your stuff, I often go, "Gee, I wish I wrote that." <laughs> You know what it is? I think um, for me, it's it's telling stories. Yep. Um, you know, people don't really pay that much attention to experts, you know, self-declared experts. And, um, you know, I think arguably you could say the three of us um, could fall into that category of experts. But um, what what they do react to are stories. And what I try to do in my books and on my blog and when I give um, talks at companies and conferences is just tell a bunch of stories. And if you can do that in a way that's clear and easy to understand, uh, people can then see themselves in those stories. And if you use examples from multiple types of industries and companies, big and small and B2C and B2B and nonprofit and independent practitioner and all kinds of different examples, then people will say, well, shoot, yeah, I, I learned something. That's a pretty good book, or that was a pretty good speech. I know, and sometimes, you know, writing it simple in a clear, kind of elegant way is much harder than just writing a bunch of words on the page, which is, yeah. you know, people, you know, it looks so easy, yet if it was so easy, everyone would be doing it, so. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let's jump to the question of our podcast, which is around marketing agility. We, uh, our previous podcasts were a little bit more mechanical, talking about, agile methodology and how it was applied to marketing. But today, I wanted to try to explore the idea of what, what are some of the motivations behind what make what are making people think more about agility and obviously speed, which is at the core of some of the things in your books. Can you talk to us a little bit about you know what does marketing agility mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I've been using the term real-time marketing for um, a couple of years. And, and obviously, the, you mentioned at the top of the book, I wrote that came out in November, um, as we're recording it, it's just a month ago, real-time marketing and PR. Um, and I think real-time can, I guess, be a, 
um, a, a similar, if not identical, concept to um, to agile marketing. To me, it's um, it's when an organization has um, the ability to react quickly to something, whether it's positive or negative. Um, you know, I've noticed in my career, I've been doing marketing and sales and related and PR related things for nearly twenty five years now, and whenever people talk about um, speed and agility in real time it's been in the context of crisis communications. <laughs> and so people understand, and, and any, any PR person understands that if there's a crisis, you need to you know, gather the troops, get the CEO on the phone, um, draft a response, figure out what you're going to do. But there are so few companies, I mean, really, really few numbers of companies that understand that that same kind of agility and that same kind of of response can be used um, when when there's something that's an opportunity and not just a crisis. Yeah, um, I got a great example from today. I mean, as we're recording this um, uh, yesterday, um, NASA announced that they did some research and learned that bacteria can survive um, in, in an arsenic environment, which essentially means that it's possible for bacteria to, to survive in deep space, which means it's much more likely that there's life on other planets. And that was a really big thing. And last time I checked Google News, there was 1,200, um, more than 1,200 mainstream media stories about this news. It's a big deal. People are talking about it, and social media is talking about it. So it's interesting stuff. Well, um, Purell, the hand sanitizer, um, right away, I mean, we're talking less than 24 hours, put out a video. And it's, it's hysterical. It's just absolutely fantastic about, um, you know, they, they're in the hand sanitation, san sanitizing business. You rub the stuff in your hand, it kills bacteria. And they're totally on top of this. They're, they're, they're really quick. And I blogged about it. Other people are talking about it. There's, there's not that many views of this YouTube video yet. When I, when I blogged it, there were 400 views, just 400 views. But um, hey, you know, this is something I think will probably uh, has the potential to take off. Good for them for drafting off of something like this. Well, it's interesting you say that about the in a crisis mode, right? Because you think about when someone gets a company gets into a crisis mode for issue one or issue or another, they tend to go into something that looks like an agile methodology, right? Okay, we're gonna we're in a we're in a we're in a tight zone here. We're gonna meet every morning at eight o'clock and we're gonna discuss the issues that discuss what happened yesterday and we're gonna discuss what we did we're going to do tomorrow. Looking at agile project management, I mean those are you could change the words and call it a scrum yep. and think of the problem as a sprint. And yep. it, it's interesting that as soon as the crisis is over, we go right back to the old that's way exactly we used to right. do it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, um, and you know, there, there, one of the problems, I think, is that um, when, I was, when I was doing marketing at a bunch of different companies, I learned basically from the people who came before me. And I think that's how a lot of people learned. I never took a marketing class in school. I, I never did an MBA. So I don't have any formal training in marketing. It was from reading books and it was from um, talking to people in, uh, uh, you know, who worked in the companies I worked in or, or who worked in the agencies that I did business with. They all used um, a war campaign metaphor. You know, we're going to go get targets. We're going to plan our campaign. We're going to launch our campaign, uh, you know, eight, eight months from today. Um, we're going to draft press releases for, you know, that'll go out on such and such a date. And all of it was 
was was drawing on stuff that happened quarters and even years in the past, planning for things that were going to happen sometime in the distant future. And that's how I was taught to do marketing. And I was thinking to myself um, for a long time, I was like, well, gosh, what about right now? <laughs> you know, we're, we're so busy planning for for February of 2012 that we forget about what's going on in December of 2010. Yeah. And um, it just seemed like such a, you know, such an obvious problem, but I don't think there's very many companies that have the agility to be able to take advantage of that. Certainly very few that have the processes in place, like a, a formal um, agile methodology to be able to do it. I mean, I know HubSpot does. HubSpot's a company I admire. I'm on their board of advisors. Mm -hmm. They do agile marketing. They have a monthly um, sprint cycle, um, and they've got, uh, you know, it's all it's all based on days. And you know, they got I think whatever it is, 20 days where they do um, execution, and three or four days that they do planning for the next month, and and it works great for them. Um, they're all they also have the agility to to respond instantly when something comes up. But there are very 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 few companies that do that. Well, it's interesting you say that because you know I. The storyteller thing is one of my working hypotheses. Is, is marketers are inherently storytellers? I mean, that's what we do. Well, the good living. ones are. Yeah, we, that's what we do as a living. And I often wonder if that's kind of plays against, you know, plays against the desire to be more agile, right? Because it's the creative brief, the market requirements doc, the positioning statements. I mean, those are all stories, right? The stories of how we're going to change the world. How yeah. much different we are than the competitors. I mean, right. I can't start marketing until I get my positioning down. And I don't know. I mean, how do you reconcile the sort of old? I mean, I, I was brought up probably in the same generation of marketers. I was taught, like, you know, I have an MBA, but I've certainly learned my marketing, before, you know, all these things, all these the artifacts of marketing. That was all ingrained in me, you know, in World 1.0, well before yeah. Web 1.0 or even Web 2.0. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I think, I think you can still do that traditional way of figuring out who you are and come up with some overarching themes. But I, I think that stories can still be told, um, quickly and, um, you know, the haiku, <laughs> the, uh, the tweet, uh, I mean, that's, those are, those can still be stories. Uh, and, um, and it just requires that agility. And I think that um, I think there's so again there's so few organizations that, that can take the fact that we've got this story. And you know, I always get excited about the most recent example that I've got because I've been living in this real time world now for a while. And so this most recent example is I just mentioned it, it's Perel, and um, it's interesting that their brand is instant hand hand sanitizer. It, that's what it, they call it. They call it an instant hand sanitizer. Now, when they were crafting what their brand means, the story around their brand, which maybe they did five years ago, I don't know what I'm guessing, but you know, some, some time ago, somebody created a creative brief and whatnot. Somebody figured out that the word instant needed to be in there. Yeah. And then, so that drives the fact that they can literally be instant in the way that can, they can react to something, like the example of putting out this video. I, I find it interesting that um, in in this case, and also it reminds me of the Old Spice uh, uh, incident with um, 
uh, with their video, although of course that that wasn't that wasn't instant in terms of the planning process, but it was in terms of how they reacted um, yeah. on the videos. But what I what I find interesting about this is that where the process really helped them, both these companies, where they were able to take those opportunities that appeared in the marketplace and really be ready for that. And, and isn't that what this is all about? When we're in a new world, and you and I, David, and, and also Frank as well, you know, we're in social media, we're bloggers, and that's part of what we do every day. We're always looking at what's going on in the environment. We're looking at keywords and search uh, terms that are out there. As a result of that, um, we're seeing what conversations are happening in our own communities. And isn't that what's happening with uh, Purell and also Old Spice in that they realize that if you're going to be successful, you have to um, not plan for everything and, and be able to have a process ready for reaction? I think that's probably true. I mean, I think um, probably that the more you get into this environment, um, the more you can understand that, um, that you can do this kind of thing. But I don't think that real-time marketing, you know, my, my, my way of describing it, and agile marketing that we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes, um, is necessarily the same as reacting in social media. Where I come at this idea is around um, the idea of how the, the, the Wall Street trading floor was transformed uh, about 30 years ago, I'm, I'm lucky to have had my f very first job in the mid-1980s on a Wall Street bond trading desk. I worked uh, at Dean Witter in the World Trade Center on a bond trading desk, and I absolutely understood the idea of computers revolutionizing finance because now you can see the news as it happens. You can see price changes as they happen. You can see real-time charts as they're drawn, and, you, and, and, and you'd be a fool to do anything to trade a portfolio until you knew what the market was up to right this instant. Yet now, every marketer has the exact same tools on their desktop for free. You can watch Google News in real time. You can watch the Twitter stream in real time. You can do searches. You can find out instantly what's going on in the world. And you can execute on something right now based on what's happening. Yet marketers are still mostly focused on um, the old way of all this, this long-term planning, much like the financial markets um, in the 19, you know, 30s, 1940s, 1950s, before the advent of uh, computers for the desktop, were also focused on this long-term kind of planning and trading uh, mentality. So do you have any thoughts in terms of what's going to shake people out of this? longer term planning. I mean, I, I work for a public company and we budget on an annual basis and yeah. plan globally on a six month basis. And, you know, my, I use ad, we use agile project management for a lot of my social and new media projects, but it, they're mostly skunk works and mostly trying right. to, right. you know, it's me trying to help people make things happen very quickly and be more responsive, but still fundamentally, you know, there are we, the, one of the recurring themes in this podcast has been culture. Yeah. Culturally, what has to shift? Do you have any thoughts in terms of what has to culturally shift to get people thinking? Well, I think we need a real-time culture. And I think that um, if, it, if it's not the whole organization, it's, there certainly needs to be people in the organization who have the ability, the resources, 
um, the skills, and probably most importantly, the buy-off from the organization, that if something interesting happens, they can drop everything for a week or a day or an hour and make something happen as a result of an opportunity. And um, I, there aren't, you know, there, I don't think there are that many organizations that have that kind of culture. Um, I think many times the sales department, ironically, has got a bit of that culture, uh, particularly with B2B sales uh, companies. You know, if, if a hot lead comes in to Novell right now, yep. A, a customer potentially wanting to spend a million dollars on some kind of, uh, of system, um, you know damn well they're going to drop everything to close that deal, right? Sure. Of course, of course they are. So, um, so that same mentality, I think, needs to be uh, driven within a company like yours, a B2B company, any B2B company. I'm just using the example of Novell to say, well, gosh, there's just been a really interesting development in the news or – um, an analyst just issued this really interesting report or, um, you know, something's going on that, um, that we need, we, we, you know, there's, there's, there's a conference where they're now the biggest, um, trending topic on that conference is such and such. I've got to get on a plane right now and go there. Um, there should be a culture that would, would suggest that that's just as important as the salesperson dropping everything else to try to close that million dollar deal. Great. Great. Well, David, I think this is about, we've about re reached our time limit today. You know, on behalf of John and myself, we'd like to really thank you for coming on to the podcast. David, anything new that you wanted to talk about before we run? Um, no, I really appreciate the time. Um, I just think that we've got a really interesting opportunity in front of us. What I, what I say to people um, these days, uh, my most tweeted quote, apparently, uh, is, Social media are just tools. Real time is the mindset. I like and that. I think the more people who can understand that, you know, Twitter and Facebook and these things, they're just tools. Tools will come and go. Um, what really needs to be understood by people. And then thank you guys for, for this um, podcast and also for, for talking with a lot of other people on this theme is the idea of how we need to have uh, this mindset shift. And, um, get people thinking about what's the possible, what the possibilities are. Great. Well, thanks again, Dave. Sure. And, and if, as we start to think in future podcasts, we'd love to have you back again. Sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Sure. Great. Well, again, I'm Frank days, um, along with my colleague, John Cass. We thank David Scott for joining us on the marketing agility podcast. Please stay tuned for future episodes.